What have I been saying out here for the last 10 years? That it's a war. It's a war between those who love freedom, those willing to respect persons and property, and those willing to use violence in the promulgation of their hateful ideology. I have been saying 10 years now that it's a war. Well, the war arrived last night. The war arrived last night as people peacefully gathered to celebrate the victory of Donald Trump. The leftist cavalry came riding down the avenue in their facial bandanas and their mindless chants and their hitting things with hammers and rocks like some prehistoric Planet of the Apes time warp opening up from a distant and brutal time. I've been saying for 10 years, this is a war. And these were the troop movements last night. Mike Sinovich wanted to throw a sophisticated party, a ball, a fairy tale evening of political celebration. Now, the first venue pulled out because I'm sure they received threats and so on from the tolerant left. James O'Keefe of Project Veritas had his people infiltrate this radical leftist group and found that they were planning to hit Mike Cernovich's black tie ball with an acid attack and that they were planning on throat punching people and also using chains to paralyze the metro. Yesterday, Milo Yiannopoulos gave a speech at a university. Those trying to attend were assaulted with paint bombs and bricks. One high school kid was there with his dad. He was swarmed and beaten. Now, during Milo Yiannopoulos' speech, a protester was shot outside. Outside. Milo, of course, was saying that he would continue if it was not a fatality, because otherwise you'd be sending a signal that all you have to do is shoot someone and you can shut down the transmission of truth and evidence and reason and language. You see, we have arguments or we have bricks. We have words or we have hammers. There is no third way. And the one tends to displace the other. The fewer words, the more people get shut down, the more that violence escalates, the more that violence will escalate. There is no satisfying these people on the left. Now, Milo was removed from the university under tight security. His audience were then told to remove their Trump hats and they had to scurry out through an underground parking lot to escape the howling, bestial, brick-carrying mob outside. Milo, gay and at least half-Jewish, gays and Jews in Germany were targeted for what they wore. Now remove your Trump hat or you're in danger. You can take a look at these pictures online. It takes what looks like half a phalanx of riot police to give a speech about freedom at a university today. People on Twitter, public people, people who are known, they're comparing Trump's inauguration to 9-11, to Pearl Harbor. A reporter publicly posted that Trump's 10-year-old son, Barron, will be America's first homeschool shooter. What does that mean? Does that mean she thinks that Baron Trump is going to gun down his whole family? He's 10 years old. For God's sakes. What is wrong with you people? What is your major malfunction? Oh, and the media, they're protesters. They're protesting. No, no, they're not. What they do is they gather in anonymous lines like phalanxes from hell itself 
They chant mindless hate slogans and smash things with rocks and hammers and set fire to things and break things. That's not called protesting. That's called disassembling not just buildings, but civilization itself. I don't think they're going high anymore. See, the left, so much into diversity, a wide variety of perspectives and opinions enrich society. They want diversity. I want diversity, they say. But everyone who disagrees with me is Hitler. Pick one, leftists. You can't have both. And the mainstream media fueling these attacks, getting people riled up. He's literally Hitler. He's going to smash things. He's a fascist. He's going to take things down. He's evil. Set your clocks back 300 years tonight. You astonishingly unpleasant people. I mean, you're in your air-conditioned offices. You've got the camera on you. You've got your multi-million dollar salaries. You're not out there getting arrested. You're not out there as a young person getting an arrest record, which is going to severely limit your future employment opportunities, which I think they're going to need under Trump, which is part of what they're protesting about. Where's my free stuff? Media, you're using these people, these kids, these indoctrinated and broken children. You're sitting pretty. You're sitting comfortable. They're the ones who have to live with the consequences of you fueling their hatred. I've been thinking about hatred all night, all morning. Do you know, I've, I've never really hated anyone my whole life. When I'm in a negative or destructive relationship, most of the ones just happen to inherit, I, I try to fix them. Try to fix the negative or destructive relationships, untrustworthy relationships, relationships not founded on love, mutual respect, shared values, and so on, commitment to peace and reason, positivity. So if I'm, the, if I'm in those negative relationships, I get out so that I don't fester into hatred within those relationships. I, I get out. If the plane's heading into the mountainside, I'll jump. I'll take my chances. Because I've always viewed hatred as a last-ditch emotion. When reasoning has become impossible and you can't escape. When reasoning has become impossible and you can't escape the relationship. They follow you. They stalk you. I don't hate. I didn't hate. Here's another question. Who on the left... Who among the Democrats, who in the mainstream media, is being asked to disavow this stuff? Trump had to disavow people he could barely remember. This is all being done to protest Donald Trump's election by those who were in favor of the Wall Street candidate, of the Saudi-funded candidate. Who's being asked to disavow? Why aren't they being asked to disavow? Why don't they disavow without being asked Because, like corrupt, empty-hearted Roman aristocracy, they sit in the seats of the Colosseum, chewing on a tasty bag of otters' noses, loving the carnage they have created, the language they have shaped to inflame and turn festerous and horrifying and vicious. The impressionable, the broken, the breaking... What has been the butcher's bill? 
from last night. Let me run through it for you. We'll put links to all of this below. Valkyrie goddess Lauren Southern physically attacked by these protesters. Mike Cernovich pepper sprayed on the front lines. He was pepper sprayed by the cops, sure, but they weren't there for him. Gavin McGuinness in a fist fight. James O'Keefe's lawyer recently assaulted in D.C. Roger Stone spent Christmas throwing up and wishing he was half dead. Goes to the doctor, gets his blood tested. The test results go to the CDC. They say he's most likely been poisoned by something like polonium. Poison. Do you know what poison is? Other than nearly fatal, of course, poison is not an argument. These are people I care about. These are people I like. These are people I respect. Last month, we were chatting about the joys of Christmas on the Christmas show. And now, and now, and yes, this was perhaps the most vicious outside of Roger Stone's Richard Spencer sucker-punched full force in a donkey-kick punch to the head while giving an interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an ethno-state guy. So what? Listen to his goddamn arguments. They won't kill you. They're just words. Agree, disagree. Don't punch him in the head, for Christ's sakes. Malcolm X was an ethno-state guy. Muhammad Ali was an ethno-state guy. They are revered. Jews got an ethno-state. I think it's called Israel. (gasps) But a white man even talks about an ethno-state. Bam! Straight to the head. You know, you're kind of reinforcing his argument. You know that, right? If you're okay with Israel, an ethno-state attacking Spencer, just a little bit hypocritical. Ah, but love trumps hate. You see, when they go low, we go high. You see all these slogans, these high-minded slogans of how wonderful and noble the left is going to be? Do you know what they're for? They're meant to disarm you. They're meant to have you lower your guard. See, the left openly states and claims they have no values. They have no value. They know you have values, so they're going to use those values against you. The left says they hate racism, but they attack any black conservative as not a real black. In other words, all blacks have to be Democrats, but don't you dare stereotype blacks. Come on. I claim to be against sexism. Yeah, try being a conservative woman. See what the left said about Phyllis Schlafly after she died. See what the left says about Ann Coulter or Sarah Palin. Just look up what Bill Maher said about Sarah Palin. See you next Tuesday word. They don't care. They're the most stereotypical racist, sexist group there is. They don't have values. They know you have values and they want to use your values against you. We go high. We go love Trump's hate. We're going to come in with love. It's just meant to disarm you. I'll be showing up to the duel with a hug. Oh, you didn't bring your gun? I did. Bam! Now, of course, you can say, well, you know, people got pushed, people got punched, people got shoved. Nobody died. But you understand that the violence is not for now, but for the future. At some point. At some point, you will disagree with the left about something. 
And when that disagreement rises in your mind, they do something that's like, oh man, I can't, that I can't accept, that I cannot accept. What they want you to do is remember last night. They want you to remember people getting punched, people getting pepper sprayed. They want you to remember people getting poisoned. They want you to remember. Now, of course, there's no proof of who poisoned Roger Stone or what happened. But if it was a poisoning, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a Trump supporter. They want you to remember. They want your mind to cast back. So that maybe, just maybe, you'll say, eh, it's not really worth it. I don't want to get sucker punched. I want to be able to walk out in public. I want to be able to meet my friends. I want to be able to dance elegantly all night without people attacking me. Maybe it's just not worth it. That's what it's for. It's not about last night. It's about the future. It's about getting you to back down from things you disagree with them about for fear of something like this happening. Now, I get it. Like, I'm torn. I'm torn. I'm getting a little less torn as all of this stuff goes on, which I'll get to in a second. I I get that. I mean, these kids, what is it with Starbucks? Were you... Were you forced to read Moby Dick and didn't like it? I mean, I get they're the daycare generation. They can't handle their emotions. No! Screaming, they can't handle their emotions. Because we're born as infants, we can't handle our emotions. We can't self-soothe. We can't talk ourselves out of emotional escalation. You know, when you get an impulse coming out of your deep brain, your lizard brain, you have about a quarter of a second to stop it and block it and try and reason with it. Generally, they can't do that. And I'm really sorry that that's how they grew up. When we're infants, we cry until our needs are satisfied. If we're hungry, we cry until we get food. If we are itchy, we cry until our itch is scratched. We can't self-soothe. We learn to self-soothe from the loving embrace of our mothers. From flesh-on-flesh contact, from eye contact, from there-there, from soothing. That's how we learn to soothe ourselves. Now, this is the daycare generation. They can't handle emotional volatility, their own emotional volatility, because they were dumped in state institutions and filled with paranoid, toxic femininity, rape culture, patriarchy, danger, danger! And now they're out there on the streets. They're claiming to be, what, anarchists? And they're protesting the loss of their Wall Street and Saudi Arabian-funded candidate who threatened Russia with World War III? Bad anarchists! Look up the word. It doesn't mean no rules. It means no rulers. The studies are clear. We've had an expert on this very show to talk about this. Leftists tend towards violence. Political ideology is a strong predictor of criminal potential. And this is what happens. This is what happens. And the funny thing is, for a little over a year and a half now, people have been coming at me and saying, why are you supporting Donald Trump? Why do you care? What's up with that? Bad libertarian. Why? Did I support him? Why did I tell the truth about him when all was... Lies around him. Why? Because I have a goddamn clue about the world. 
Do you think this violence would have ended if Hillary had won? Oh no, oh no, my friends. This is just a taste of what would have happened and what would have escalated. It would have gotten worse. It would have escalated to the point where, as Hillary Clinton was threatening, they would have shut down Breitbart. They would have attacked whoever they could get their hands on. It only would have escalated, you understand, from here. This was the last stand. This is how much it mattered. And if you don't get that, I don't know what you get. So I try to be understanding. I look at this violence and I, I, I know brutalized childhoods, and in particular, a childhood of isolation. Daycare is very isolating. You're kind of thrown in there with very little parental, well, no parental supervision and very little adult supervision. I worked in a daycare for years. I've seen it up front. I've seen it up close. Mostly uh, women. And daycare pulls you down to the lowest common denominator. The most brutal children, the most brutalized children end up ruling the entire social discourse. And this is how you get socialized. 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 So I try to be understanding. I know. Hurt people hurt people. I'm not, by nature, a hater. I generally don't hate. I try not to hate. But I'll tell you this. I'm learning. <laughs>